We are starting out the day with fond memories of summer vacation from childhood. And yet here we are at work in the office in the studio at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, June 27th. Living the dream with you here on Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright. It is very good to be with you. The only other place I'd rather be would be the lake, but wouldn't it be great if we could do the radio show from the lake and then just have like Roadmap to Heaven at the lake day? But we can't. So let's get down to business. Let's pray this morning and then go through what's going to be on the show and go from there. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, we place our trust in you. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I believe in your love for me. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All it took was two pictures in my social media feed this morning as I was scrolling through the news and it was two pictures of people at the lake, out of, one out on the boat, one with just jumping off the dock into the lake. And it took me back to almost every weekend for a couple of years. A, a good friend of mine, his uncle had a lake house up in Litchfield, Illinois, up on Lake Lou Yeager in our listening area. And we'd go up there all the time. We'd go on a Saturday morning, come back on s- late Sunday afternoon. And it was Saturday all day, just swimming off the dock, in the water. The only time we stopped was we would go to the evening mass at the church there. Then we'd come back and cook some dinner and jump off the dock and swim some more. And if we were really lucky, we got to go out in the boat, and uh, he'd pull us with the tow rope on the inflatable thing. And, oh, wow, that was a good time. One day, one day I'm going to get back to a lake. Probably not with that frequency, but one day. Today on the show, however, we got we got things to do today. We, we don't have time to reminisce all morning here. We're going to be talking about the summer road trip with our good friend Julie Lassiter. What's in store on that? Well, you just got to stay tuned for more of the show later. In the meantime, let's find out if it's even the right weather to go swimming off the dock or in the pool or just to drive to the office and have fond memories of such things. We go now to Mike Roberts for our Saint of the Day. This is the feast day of St. Cyril of Alexandria, doctor of the church. Born in Egypt in 378, his maternal uncle Theophilus was patriarch of Alexandria and the primary guide to Cyril's education. When Theophilus died in 412, Cyril was made patriarch, but not without controversy. In fact, there was a riot between those supporting him and others who wanted Timotheus. Cyril was also involved in a long-running and often violent dispute with Orestes, prefect of Egypt. In 430, Cyril began to confront Nestorius, patriarch of Constantinople, who claimed Jesus was two people, one human and the other divine, and that Mary was not the mother of Jesus because of his divinity. Cyril convinced Pope Celestine to convoke a synod in Rome, which condemned Nestorius. He then led the Third General Council of Alexandria, which condemned all tenets of Nestorius, but that was not the end of the controversy. Archbishop John of Egypt had Cyril arrested and declared Nestorius innocent. Cyril was released 
only after a papal legate arrived and freed him and then re-established the condemnation of Nestorius. Cyril went on to write treaties on the Trinity, the Incarnation, and to continue his fight against Nestorianism and other heresies. He was declared a doctor of the Church in 1882 by Pope Leo XIII. St. Cyril of Alexandria, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. It's been a while since Julie Lassiter has been with us on the show, and I am ecstatic that she's able to stop by the studio today. We are going to talk about family vacation. And Julie, I don't know about you, but I love to uh, live vicariously through my friends' pictures, especially <laughs> my friends who aren't married yet. They're like, oh, me and me and the guys, we went on a fishing trip, or my wife's getting pictures from distant family members, like, a girl's weekend at the lake. And I'm like, oh, that'd be nice to just be able to pop down to the lake for a week. But just the logistics of even popping down to the lake for a weekend with a family of seven it's a little much to deal with it in is. these summer months. And not much of a vacation for mom or dad sometimes. You know, it, it can be overwhelming if we don't plan ahead. I used to, in our early days, when we only had one or two kids. Um, I would, like, Google, and I would be on Pinterest and, like, figuring out how to, how to create a good tray for the kids to have in their road trip. When my husband was um, first doing his military training, our boys were real small, so they were two and three years old. But I did a road trip from St. Louis to Charlottesville. 12 hours and two times we went four different times over those five months and twice i um i stopped half halfway we stayed in like kentucky but the other three times i drove straight through and uh luckily we had a tv in the car you know that was important i i, I think i've watched the movies cars like the, all of them so many times i could just hear one sound and know exactly what part of the movie we're in you know i don't even there's many movies i've actually never seen but i've heard the whole thing so many times um but those were great road trips and i did i had a little like bag for each of the kids and a little goodie stuff in it um we had good friends we were traveling uh, when my husband was um, doing some other military training just in like 2020 she packed a goodie bag for all the kids and i was like what a sweetheart because I'm past that point. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, think kids, about that. Grab what you want, and, yeah. and I don't want to hear any complaints if you left something at home. Shove it in a bag. <laughs> and don't make a mess. <laughs> but I typically don't know what they have anymore. But that's when you know, they're 14 and 12 and almost 10 and, and 7. But the littler ones, they still need you know mom to put a bag together. Little books and these different things that they can write on without making a messes. But crayons and markers, there's no place for that in the car. <laughs> you need like a sketch pad with maybe one marker or something. But as far as going on a trip, I love snacks because they can get a snack out of the bag when we stop for gas rather than going inside and spending $45. <laughs> this is about how to save money on a road trip with a big family. That's what we're really going to talk about. Um, and I, I think that's a super easy way of um, the kids get excited about getting into the treat bag, um, but also, you know, saving money. So, so I guess here's the question, because like I, I know for our family, you talk about Pete being in the military, and it feels like a military operation. You know, we're moving, oh. we're moving the troops. That's right, <laughs> and and whatnot. And our kids' friends have learned that Mrs. Wright has the best snack bag ever. Oh. We went to the movies one time for our son's birthday, and he invited six friends, and they're like, I don't know what concessions to get. And the one friend's like, You don't. You ask Mrs. Wright what she brought because she has the good stuff, you know. Um, and, and, I love it. But it, it is that planning, but it's also that flexibility of saying, listen, with this many of us, there's going to be plans. And then there will be times when those plans don't work. 
And boy, aren't we glad we're teaching our children virtues because how we react in those moments, that's everything. Yeah. But I like little community stops. They have little playgrounds and stuff like that. So if you can plan ahead or if you've driven a route before that you can time your your stops depending on if no one's napping because that's always a pain. You want them to stay sleeping as long as possible. Um, but then also making your trips. Um, the best part, we love making our trips faithful. So what kind of churches can we see? What kind of shrines can we stop by? It's just an added bonus. If it's not the main reason for the trip, it's definitely a bonus that gives that focus and that spiritual aspect that we need to have in in every aspect of our lives, right? So I love a good treat bag. I love a good rosary or CD that the kids can listen to. Everybody's, you know, as the kids get older, they're just tuning into their own things. They want to watch a show. They want to listen to their own music or a book on tape. So everybody kind of dials out of the car, right? They're they're in, but they're they're tuned out. So every now and then I'm like, okay, everything away. We're going to pray a rosary together and then just be in silence, you know. Or the games. How do you do? You, do your girls play games? I saw a purple car. I oh. saw a yellow car. What, col- what colors do we have left? They have oh. the bingo games and oh yeah, and this and that and the other thing. Juicy fruit. If they see a yellow car, I want to thank the couple's family for sharing that with our family because now then the older ones argue about who. I already said that for that car. I said, what does it matter? Like just let it go. Just be anyway. Also, slug bug. Do you guys use slug bug? Oh yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, we've got Juicy Fruits and we've got Volkswagens. Now we've added Zap when they see a Tesla for electric car. So they zap each other. But you know what? Those things are fun and they they make us laugh. There's a few podcasts, obviously. Roadmap to Heaven is a great podcast for us to listen to on the way uh, for different trips. We have a Branson trip planned and we love national parks. Our biggest trip that we took was a week long. We drove through... I always get this wrong. Cuyahoga Falls, then to Niagara Falls. We stayed in Niagara Falls and then drove all the way to Acadia National Park. And then we stayed in a camper there for three nights, and then we drove back. And it was incredible. You have to look this up on your own because I don't remember all of the details. But there's something going on that if you have an incoming fourth grader, Yes. And the date might not start till later this summer, but you can get a National Park Pass. You can. It's a reserve um you know, whatever, the Missouri National Parks or Conservation Department. That's what it is. They at fourth graders, they'll they'll bring a guy in to yeah. talk to the kids about birds because fourth grade is a big bird year. I don't know if that's. Yeah. Well, you still look birds. it up. National Parks. All right. So we're, we're running out of time here really quick. But I want to ask this question. Yes. You might be out there saying, why are Adam and Julie talking about road trips on the show about <laughs> growing in holiness? Well, number one, witnessing to openness to life. You know, whether you have. 18 kids, 10 kids, 5 kids, 3 kids, 2 kids, 1 kid, you know, whether you're struggling with infertility, but you're open to life. It's so important to give that witness to, you know, yes, we can do this. And that's another segment we're going to have with Julie in the future is because I think any more than two now, a lot of people like you have how many kids? We we have to be able to give that witness that, you know, is is it always neatly packaged in a bow? No. Is it messy? A lot of the time. Does it go according to the plan? Sometimes. But when you're open to God's will, there are still so many amazing things that can happen. And it's not dependent upon the number of kids you have. It's dependent upon are you open to God's will or not? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we plan things, we we can talk ourselves out of like, oh, are we too big to do this thing? It just changes the avenue of how to get there. Flying with a lot of people. It's hard. <laughs> well, doing anything with a lot of people is hard. But that's why we really love road trips, because then you, you really are on your own timeline. You can take it slow, take it easy, throw in a rosary, throw in a stop at a religious site, a shrine, 
um, driving through St. Genevieve, you jump in, you know, all those things. So it's it's really beautiful to plan with a large family. All right. Well, you may be on the road right now on your way to vacation, and we want to thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven as you drive to vacation, if that's the case. And, Julie, I want to thank you for coming in and sharing some ideas with us. The only thing I'm really sad is I didn't bring the snack bag today. Mrs. Wright has it. We, we're not getting any <laughs> snacks here during the I'd show. I'd love to know her trips and tips. Maybe we can, <laughs> yeah. maybe we can list it on the website or something. Yeah. What, what oh, would that, be her go-to list? That That's an idea for a yeah. future show there. But we're going to take a break on this show. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. We were going to stop here and have our catechiz this morning, but I think first let's get a daily dose of encouragement, then we'll come back with our catechiz. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, we are talking about becoming a pro-life witness. And I don't know about you, but yesterday's encouragement was not what I was thinking it was going to be. But I was really grateful for it. And so, Patty, what do you have for us on this Tuesday? Well, these come from a conversation that I had with Brian Westbrook, executive director and founder of Coalition Life. It was shocking for me as well, some of the things that he recommended to do to become a pro-life witness, but I thought they were worth sharing. The second suggestion he gave was remove technology. And this, again, is for parents trying to raise pro-life children or be a pro-life witness in the world. He said, remove technology because it bombards everyone in your family with anti-life messaging. Replace it with prayer, fasting, and reading books to children. And I had to stop and think about this because do we realize the thousands of images that flash so quickly in just a few moments of every commercial and the subliminal messages that are just pounding for space in our brains? So technology often desensitizes us to lifestyles that are sterile, neutral, and godless. That's what he said. And I thought, very true. So... The less we can be, you know, connected to that technology and those images that are flashing and all of the anti-life messaging that is out there, the better, especially for our young children. And I know parents know this, but he said we have to be bold and intentional about that in becoming pro-life witnesses in the world. Patty, as a parent, sometimes it's the hardest thing to say, well, we're not going to have that here. But I am grateful for all of the times we've actually lived out this encouragement in our family and said, we're going to moderate our tech time or even remove our tech time because it is making our children better children and it's making it easier to be a parent and, as we've just learned, a pro-life witness. All right, now let's have a catequiz this morning. Our catequiz is about the Mother of Perpetual Help Weekly Tuesday Devotion. Do you know where that started? I'll give you a clue. The name of the parish, well, the parish where it started is named after a saint. You've heard that saint's name today on the show. In fact, you've heard a church named after that saint, but it's not the one, because that one earlier in the show is mentioned in Europe. That's not the one. But if you're saying, well, hold on, the only church we've heard mentioned in conjunction with the devotion was St. Alphonsus Liguori over in Europe, well, you're close. The church name is St. Alphonsus Liguori, but rather than being in Europe, it's right here in the Midwest in North St. Louis, just north of the fabulous Fox Theater. 
There's a parish run by the Redemptress, St. Alphonsus Liguori, and as they share in their church history, the church was completed in 1873 with a national shrine dedicated to Mary as our mother of perpetual help. The shrine was remodeled and dedicated in 1922, and it was then that thousands of people from around the area came to honor Mary. In 1922 alone, at the nine-day novena, an estimated 40,000 people came to church, and the sacristy and the school auditorium were all filled to capacity. It was then decided for the first time that a weekly devotion to Mary would begin. Over the next decade, the weekly attendance hit 18,000. Last year, they celebrated the 100th anniversary of that weekly devotion that began right here in St. Louis, Missouri, at St. Alphonsus Liguori Rock Church, named for the rock outside of the church and the rock used in the construction. So, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could get 18,000 people to come to weekly devotions to our Mother of Perpetual Help? Well, I don't know if we can get 18,000, but I do know this. It starts with you and I, friends. We have to be the ones to start making that devotion before we can say, well, I wish others would make it too. So go, make your Tuesday devotions today. Maybe invite a friend. And if you can't invite a friend today because it's too late, you're already in the car on the way to Mass, you're parking the car right now, getting ready to go into church, or you've already been to Mass today, whatever it may be, well, then perhaps next week. You know, get the devotional cards, maybe Pray it with your coffee crew. If after Mass you go out for coffee, you can either stick around in church and pray or sanctify the coffee shop where you're you're having your thing and close your time together with perpetual help devotions, whatever it may be. Let's give thanks to God for our time together here on Roadmap to Heaven today. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Last night we were coming home from vacation Bible school, and the kids, one of the older kids had told a story, and it involved ghosts, and all the little kids were scared to be outside in the dark because the parking lot lights weren't working. And I said, let me tell you about St. Joseph. You're afraid of things in the dark? Well, the things in the dark are afraid of him while he's sleeping. He's the terror of demons, and they fear him while he's sleeping. So all through the parking lot, they're just, St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. Not a bad way to walk through a parking lot. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to pray your rosary today.